What's up, everybody, and welcome to the podcast, Dog Mom Mentality, where we strive to play with dogs and not emotions. I am your virtual bestie, Caroline, and I have my furry friend here, Layla, and we are going to give you a break from your day to talk about all things dogs and emotional well-being. If you have ever been emotionally affected by your dog, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. If you are new here, welcome to the podcast. I am so honored to have you here. I'm standing up today to record this instead of sitting down, and it is giving like this whole other vibe. I feel like really energized, like my body's moving (laughs) while I'm uh, recording this. So, We're just going to make this really quick this morning because one, I forgot to ask you all your happies and crappies, and two, there's no real big updates besides the fact that shirts are going to restock on May 30th. That is Monday, May 30th at 10 a.m., so mark your calendars if you are wanting to get a shirt that you didn't get last time or you forgot about it last time. Whatever the case may be, mark your calendars for May 30th. Okay, to get into the happies and crappies, I forgot to ask you all, so that's on me. I'm so sorry, but my happies and crappies, okay, let's think. So my crappy was definitely that I had a shitty accident with Layla. I was going to let her chase a squirrel up a tree, and instead she went for my neighbor's cat, um, and the cat ran up the tree, and so it took a little bit for the cat to come down, but everything's okay. The cat's okay. Layla's okay. The my neighbor is okay. I was really embarrassed, but you, I learned from my mistake. <laughs> um, let's see. My happy is, I don't really like, I've just been having really good moments. So I don't have like a specific happy other than that. I'm just feeling really good in life right now. And I think that's good enough. For today's episode, we are back with a reactive dog owner. I love talking to reactive dog owners. That's why I started this podcast in the first place. I love it, love it, love it. I love learning about the challenges that they have overcome, the lessons they have learned, the happy moments that have come out of all of these challenging times. So I am so excited to tell you about our guest today, Christina. Christina moved from New York to Colorado about four years ago with her extremely reactive Australian shepherd, Jesse. They met her current partner Jackson shortly after moving there and they all now live in a small mountain town together with their second dog Tanner, a rescue who was returned to a local shelter three times before they took him home forever. And I must add that it is so funny because Christina now takes Tanner to their local bar and he is like a fan favorite sitting on the stools all like cuddling up with everybody. And also Jesse is like the cutest dog ever I think. I just like want to love on him every time I see a picture of him and he is like the success story of a reactive dog. I am just so, so, so proud of him and Christina. So Jesse is now five and a half years old and Tanner is about to be four. Christina is a registered nurse in the pediatric ICU in Denver and her partner is a professional snowboarder and carpenter. Their family spends their time uh, hiking, camping, snowboarding, training the dogs, and Christina also loves to crochet and play piano. So this is a just great episode. Uh, We had some technical difficulties, but honestly, if anything, you guys will probably laugh at them because we were constantly laughing at ourselves throughout this whole episode. So I am so excited to share this episode with you and let's get into it with Christina.
Okay, we have had a mic debacle, but after figuring it out, we now have Christina on here from, it's Jesse and Tanner, if you follow them on Instagram, super excited to talk to her. Jesse is like one of my favorite dogs on Instagram. I always <laughs> message and I'm just like, he's the cutest I've ever seen. <laughs> you have to come meet him one time. Please. I know. I like, will tell Bobby, I'll be like this, look at this dog and I'll like show him Jesse. <laughs> And then I'm like, Layla's boyfriend. Yeah, I'm like, if this dog doesn't like me, I think like I would be more upset than like if Layla didn't like me. I love Jesse. No, he would definitely like you. (laughs) I know the people he would like. Like, I feel like I could read that pretty well, and he would definitely like you. Yeah, I'm like, I just obsess over him. He's the cutest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, he's like me. If you're obsessed with him, he likes you. Well, yeah, I am definitely obsessed. And then Tanner is just like the sweet little bar hopper, basically. Yeah. He's great. Okay. So how are you? How are the dogs? Um, I know you just went on a 13er, <laughs> as I just learned, is 13,000 feet up in the air. Yes. Yeah, they're very tired at the moment. So that was our first time doing like, I feel like we try to do kind of just hikes that we know are going to be not busy (laughs) for them and so I've kind of avoided doing the popular ones and then today I was like let's just do it well we've been doing more and more like busy hikes and so I was like oh we could do it and it wasn't even that busy we probably saw like I don't know four dogs and a bunch of people and Jesse's kind of not worried about people anymore so oh that's awesome yeah so how are you doing just overall good yeah just been working a lot I'm like we had a lot of, uh, Jackson had at least one or two snowboard competitions every weekend this entire month. Okay. And so this past week we were at one by my house on Saturday and then drove like two hours away to another one and then just kind of stayed up there and he was filming for something, some snowboarding thing, um, for the next couple of days. It was just a lot of sun and snowboarding and drinking and, <laughs> and then I went straight to work. <laughs> Yeah, for like three days of like 12 hour shifts and now I'm dead okay so do you work three twelves is that like your normal hours for a nurse technically so I I live like an hour from the hospital and so um I'm part-time technically so that if I only want to do two I only do two but they're so busy I've been doing at least three usually Mm -hmm. but if I don't feel like it I don't have to which is nice so sometimes it's just two 12 hours oh that's nice yeah, yeah, that's real nice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, because I wouldn't want to do that drive any more than that. Oh, yeah. Especially if it's an hour away. And I don't know, it, would there ever be like weather that affects your travel to the hospital? Well, we live like 3,000 feet higher than Denver, maybe okay. more than that. So to get up to our house is like a really steep like mountain road. Mm-hmm. And there are <laughs> no street lights and no guardrails and no cell phone service. Oh and my God. So if you, j- I've just like watched people just slide off the road into the creek before. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so I'm just like borderline, maybe call out of work if it's snowing pretty bad. Sometimes oh, heck yeah. Scary. That would be me yeah. too. I hate driving. Like, yeah, I'm like, I don't like my job, hate but driving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like my job, but I'm not trying to die. Yeah. It, so. <laughs> <Feel> that. <laughs> yeah. yeah please please don't die okay yeah <laughs> well you have been 
just so amazing to watch on Instagram. Like I'm so happy that I found you and a lot of the other like Colorado people I feel like are just like really inspiring on Instagram. And I know you all get together. So it's, it's fun to watch your (laughs) hack walks and everything. Um, but do you think the dog community on Instagram has contributed to your success? And if so, how? Uh, honestly, absolutely. Because so we had found a trainer that taught us how to use the e-collar and stuff Mm -hmm. when I first moved to Colorado and we kind of had a falling out. I didn't totally agree with the way she taught me to use it and stuff, but I mean, it was working. He was able to like go on pack hikes with dogs and she would take like, I don't know, 10 or 15 dogs out at a time. And it was really helping him obviously being with Mm -hmm. a group of well-trained dogs. And so that was like the one benefit I was scared of losing when I like finally told her I didn't want to work with her anymore. And, uh, and then when I started their Instagram, I found out there's apparently like hundreds of people in Colorado with like (laughs) well-trained dogs that, that are, or were reactive. And like, and then now I like, I don't know, I could just, anytime I want, just ask anybody like, Hey, you guys want to go on a hike? And I don't know, sometimes like, I don't, 10 people will be like, yeah, let's do it. There is <laughs> such is so a fun. huge group of people in Colorado. I feel like yes. I'm so jealous. It, it really, I get a lot of messages from people being like, oh my God, how did you find this group? And I'm like, I didn't even really try. I just posted stuff and like maybe tagged our location and people right. were like, oh, I live near you too. And like, do you want to get together? And it just turned out like every one of the meetups ended up going great. And like Jesse has so many friends now. And, I so mean, me amazing. too, but, but for him, that's weirder. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, for sure. Yeah. You made like really good friends. I feel like with, especially mm-hmm. Maddie and her dogs, um, mm-hmm. three mountain mutts and yeah, just like the pack walks and like the group trainings that you all do. It's been really, really yeah. fun to see just Jesse, like even interacting and playing and like, you know, training around all these other dogs. Yeah. And it's just gotten better and better. And I feel like that was the thing we were missing with the trainer we were using before, because I mean, like maybe once a week we would go on a pack hike, maybe less than that, but he obviously that he benefited the most from that. Mm-hmm. And like, if it, we went a few weeks without it, he was very awkward again. The next time we like saw other dogs, And so it really made a huge difference now that we like, at least every week we meet up with people and do training around other dogs. And now just because I feel like I have that experience doing it, that I can meet up with like my neighbors and their dogs and they might not even like have trained their dogs the same way, but I know I can handle Mm -hmm. him around them if I can just tell them the way to set it up. Like, you know, if they're on leash at first and then when they're calm, they get to meet and like, and so I've actually like, he's friends with a bunch of my neighbor's dogs and stuff now too. So that's amazing. Yeah. Which I don't think I would have done before. Like if I hadn't had the practice with like people I met through Instagram, I don't think I would have done it. Yeah. So you definitely think like, along with boosting his confidence, it's boosted your confidence like a million times. Oh, Oh yeah. I'm sure. (laughs) I thought my boyfriend was going to like make fun of me when I made an Instagram and he was like, honestly, he thinks it's the best thing ever. It's just like therapy for me. So like if we have a bad day and I post about it, I get a bunch of messages being like, no, you're doing great. And then like, if we have a really good day, I get a lot of support from people and it's just, 
really great. Like, cause I mean, I don't want to bother my like regular friends with that stuff, you know, like people who wouldn't understand. And so I'm sure Jackson at a certain point was probably tired of hearing about it. Cause he just thinks Jesse's perfect. Oh. So he's just like, he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. We were sitting at, uh, we were sitting at breakfast with his Jackson's dad and his sister. And then my brother and his girlfriend, and we're sitting at the table and somehow Jesse's reactivity came up and they all just had a big conversation about how they thought I was making it up because none oh of them gosh. had ever seen him act bad. And I'm like, I swear I didn't make it up. <laughs> so you like you moved to Colorado and you had Jesse and this was before meeting your boyfriend. And so yeah, whenever you first met Jackson, where was Jesse's reactivity at? like the literal worst he okay. bit like oh like quite a few of Jackson's friends he okay. like always liked Jackson for some reason but he was out of control at the point I met Jackson I mean honestly Jackson I don't think liked him very much when we first met he liked Jackson but at least that was a good was, sign that he liked Jackson, yes right? I know <laughs> honestly he was like I, it was so hard to have people come into my house and I was just so way in over my head. Like I was switching jobs and moved across the country and I like, it got worse once we moved. Like it had mm-hmm. been pretty bad. He had bit like one person and we just kind of avoided the dogs before I moved. And then when we got here, it turned into, he wanted to bite every person who he could see. Like, like even if they were a mile away, like he mm-hmm. hated everybody. And so it was hard to like, I don't know, have people over, make friends and stuff. And so Jackson, I, we got a trainer very shortly after that, but that was definitely like, it was the worst when Jackson met him. And then once we started working with the trainer, then Jackson was like, saw the difference in him so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like when we started, we didn't even use, introduce the e-collar with the trainer for like a few, maybe four or five weeks. Like we did just actual training first right. before like we obedience. trained. Yeah, just so he knew what it meant, which I really liked that they did that because I was kind of against using one at first. Mm -hmm. I was just scared. And then um, when we did finally introduce it, he knew what it meant. So that was good. But anyway, my point was once (laughs) once we once we started working with the trainer, Jackson all of a sudden wanted to be involved and he learned how to use the e-collar and he'd come to the training sessions with us and and then it got like kind of exciting. And then like now, mm-hmm. I mean, he could take him out by himself as well. And there's only like like three people I would trust to like take him outside without me. Right. So yeah. Did you, I, did, I would be like, Jackson, you like kind of have to be my boyfriend because Jesse oh, yeah. likes you. Well, actually, <laughs> so you will love this story. So this was probably, so we met, Jackson and I met the day I moved to Colorado um like I literally like signed my lease and went out to a bar to celebrate and met him that Mm -hmm. same night and so like two days after we met he was uh I was like oh you should come over and see our house we'll have a fire in the backyard and he could invite some of his friends so me and my my like best friend from New York moved here with me and so we were like yeah introduce us to your friends Mm -hmm. and they all grew up in Boulder and whatever and so I just said when you guys come over let me put Jesse in his crate first and then introduce him once everybody's here, because I'm afraid right. if people walked into the backyard in the dark, that he will do something bad. And so sure enough, it went fine with his like couple of friends who showed up the way I asked them to. And then later on, we didn't hear from one of his friends. And then he randomly just 
came into the backyard and Jesse bit him like pretty bad, like, like grabbed onto his arm. And it Mm -hmm. was, I mean, he was bleeding. It was not good. And so I'm hysterical crying and his friend is screaming at me. Like he was just like, what are you doing with a dog like this? And he should be put to sleep and just making me feel awful. And I'm already hysterical. And uh, and Jackson's like, Hey, we asked you to let us know when you were here, we would have put him in the crate when you got here and you didn't listen. So like, I don't know what to say. And he kept going on and on. And eventually Jackson, we've known each other for two days at this point. This is like, one of his friends he's known for a while. And he turns to his friend and he's like, hey, if you can't get over it, you're just going to have to leave. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you have to be my boyfriend. Two days in, I, it's decided. Yeah. He was just like, she feels bad already. You didn't listen. You could just leave. Literally, <laughs> like, oh my God. a nice man. Yes. And he's always been, like, very supportive with Jesse. He loves Jesse. That's, that's amazing. That's actually, that's a really great story. Yeah, because I don't know how I would react if it was like, if his dog bit one of my friends and I just met him, you know? But yeah. (laughs) Yeah, especially like if you just don't like know that dogs could be like that. Right, which is funny because in the future, so like maybe six months after that, after we had done the training, I saw his friend again for the first time Mm -hmm. and Jesse was like a completely different dog. And I'm not kidding. He like got a dog because of Jesse. He was like, I never wanted a dog before, (laughs) but after seeing the way you changed his life, like, and he ended up getting like a Doberman and like training with him and stuff just because he saw Jesse change, which is really cute. Wow. You're, you're an inspiration. You, you influence people. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to spit your beer out. I sure <laughs> was. <laughing. yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So Jesse bit people. Yes. Jesse bit people. It's hard to like believe that, but yeah. I know. Yeah. And I mean, at this point, the like bad ones were probably like four or five years ago, like the ones where he actually like drew blood. And then after that, when we were doing training, we just kind of hit a plateau and he was still like, he'd seem fine for like months. And then mm-hmm. randomly just on a trail, he'd like nip someone as we were going by them or something. And it was, I, it would like blow my mind. And my confidence was terrible because of that. Cause I was like, we could go six months where I think everything's cool. And then I let my guard down and, and it happens again. And I feel like that was when we got the muzzle. That was, that was kind of the, the inspiration for the muzzle. Cause I was like, I can't worry about that every time we leave the house. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You guys are huge muzzle fans. It's been, I remember I was like, I want Layla to have the same muzzle Jesse has. <laughs> yes. I love it. They're twins now. Yeah. Twinning. Um, so what were like, the early signs of Jesse's reactivity for humans and dogs, I guess, you know, like, was it whenever he was a puppy, like, did something happen that kind of like made him reactive or was he just always like on edge? I think, uh, I mean, my opinion about why he's reactive is definitely poor breeding. I mean, Mm -hmm. I got him from a pet store, which I knew nothing about where they get those puppies from or anything. It was literally just like a walked in because I was having a bad day and I was like basically like on the brink of breaking up with my boyfriend at the time I was like maybe this puppy will fix it <laughs> and then, um, 
<laughs> and so I just like went to the store, saw him and was like, and I literally gave them two credit cards because I didn't have enough money on one of them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was like, I think it was probably $5,000 and I just couldn't leave without him. But I found out later that the place got shut down because they got their puppies from like puppy mills that they mm-hmm. abused the dogs and a lot of inbreeding and incest and stuff like that between the dogs. And I was like, okay. So, I mean, that could explain his behavior issues because he was like that from, from the second we got him. I mean, I just thought that was a puppy thing. I never had a puppy mm-hmm. before. And so everybody was like, no, that's just what they do. They'll grow out of it. Like, like we'd leave the house for a walk and he would bark. I'm not kidding. From the second we walked out the door until we got back from the walk, like the whole time. Even like the whole, puppy. yes. From, from the day we got him. He just, and I was just like, oh, this must be what puppies do. Cause like he's 10 <laughs> weeks old, like, and, but it didn't stop. And then once he got bigger, it was, nobody thought it was cute anymore. <laughs> so yeah, but he was also, um, when I lived in New York, the only place we could let him off leash was a dog park. And right. so there was, we lived like near the beach in New York and, there was like this nice dog park, like on the water there. And I was like, okay, you know, it's all my neighbors there. It should be fine. But we would go there and Jesse, and this was definitely an early sign. Like, I mean, he's a herding dog. And so Mm -hmm. he would go there and run circles around all the dogs at the dog park barking constantly until one of them attacked him. And so, and it would happen like almost every time we went and I mean, not that we went a lot after that, but basically mm-hmm. it was like, then I was scared of dogs because, because right. they, I was like, why do they keep attacking my puppy? Them. Yeah, exactly. You just kept seeing them do that. Yeah. Which like, honestly, I don't know if I could blame those dogs. He was being really bad. Like, but I didn't know that was bad. Like, I just thought he's a herding dog. Like, and mm-hmm. he's a puppy. That's what they do. But, and he would like guard me at the dog park. Like, he'd like sit in front of me. And if a person walked up to me, which I didn't catch on to this until much later until he bit someone I realized, but like people would walk up to me. And I, I remember myself like always moving away. And like, if people were trying to talk to me, I would like move out of the way. Cause I was like, Oh, he's going to get mad if this Mm -hmm. person comes to talk to me. And like, but it wasn't until he was like eight months old. And then he finally bit someone for the first time, but it seemed out of nowhere to me. Like, right. Cause it seemed like he liked all of our friends and our neighbors. Like he had never growled or barked at a person. And, and then just one day somebody came into my parents' backyard and started running for some reason. And he just ran after them and grabbed onto her arm. And I was like shocked. Cause he was eight months old. Like mm-hmm. he, was, he was a puppy still. So yeah, that was definitely obvious, <laughs> pretty obvious. Time. Right. So does he like, or did he used to like show warning signs that like he might do something like, or was it just the, like, it was just the bite. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a progression of yeah. like, a growl and then like maybe a snarl or hackles or anything. It just like went that straight. Was, yeah. That was the worst part. There was no signs. He never, right. it would just come out of nowhere. Like he'd go up to sniff a dog and like they'd be sniffing butts and it would seem like everything was fine. And then he would just turn and bite them. And like mm-hmm. he never hurt a dog before. Like he's never drawn blood from a dog, but he started bites for sure. But yeah, he wouldn't show a sign or growl or bark or anything as they were approaching him. And then he'd just be sniffing them and and snap. And the same thing with the person. Like it was literally just we were playing fetch in the backyard and somebody walked into the yard and he just ran after her and bit her. He didn't bark at her first, mm-hmm. he didn't do anything. And so I was like, I couldn't explain it. And I remember the first lady 
that it happened to, she was apologizing to me. She's like, he's protecting you. And I ran away and I shouldn't have, I don't know why I ran. And like in my head, I was trying to like agree with her because I wanted right. that to be true. I was like, yep, it's your fault. <laughs> like it must be your fault. Like he's fine, but he obviously wasn't. So Ooh, yeah, <laughs> you're making me laugh about like, I wish it was your fault. Yeah, I was just like, I would love to agree with you, but in the back of my head, I was just like, no, I don't uh, think that's normal. I've never seen my friend's puppies do that. Right. So how did like all of that just make you feel? Oh, awful. I mean, I already had bad anxiety. I mean, I was like going through a breakup when I got him. Like, mm-hmm. and so like I was already having panic attacks and stuff. And so I don't know if then my energy was just rubbing off on him from the start. But obviously, then my confidence about about being a dog, like training him, like right. being his owner was terrible. But then also just in general, I was, then I like would stop letting people come to our house. It was making me like less social and I was a very social person. And so, yeah, just all over it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. So like on top of just like the social interactions. Yeah. Like, like what you said, because I'm not really a super like, I'm pretty introverted. And so not having like social outings wouldn't be that big of a problem for me. Right. (laughs) Um, Right. I feel like that's where I'm at now. (laughs) Right. But uh, like, totally, like if I was extroverted and then, you know, my dog was in this position to where couldn't have people over, couldn't go out either. Yeah. That would be like a super isolating situation. Yeah. I mean, we would, you know, that was the typical, like, you know, going out in the middle of the night to go for a walk sort of thing. And like people weren't, I would just tell, well, I had roommates at the time. I was like in my like mid twenties and was just mm-hmm. like had roommates and I would just be like, sorry, nobody's allowed to have anybody over. Like right. you can't invite anyone over. And like, if we went places, I wanted to bring him, but then I also realized it was going to be so stressful to bring him, but I was like, determined to make it work so like we'll figure it out (laughs) we'll figure it out yeah so like the lifestyle of like the first couple of years with Jesse was just like you said uh walks at night just like at least the first year because he was about a year when I moved to Colorado okay you kind of like walked us through some of the early signs of Jesse and with his reactivity and everything like do you ever look back on it and feel guilty like you know from your perspective because well one you like didn't know right like you just didn't really know like a lot about you know dog training which isn't like a I'm not like shitting on you like I had nothing about dog training (laughs) no 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 I totally I know what you're talking about but yeah I mean my parents had dogs growing up but they didn't train them like I don't even know if they were body trained like we literally just had like backyard dogs that like Mm -hmm. they didn't go for walks or anything And, uh, so I didn't even know, but you know, they didn't have like aggression issues or anything either. So I didn't realize like dogs could end up that way unless you, like, if you didn't like abuse them, like I thought something terrible had to have happened to them, like for that to happen. And I mean, from 10 weeks old, he had a pretty good life. Like I felt like I was, you know, we didn't, we didn't beat him up. (laughs) Like nobody, like the dogs only, the dog thing only happened like you know, a couple months in when we started bringing him to the dog park, which I feel stupid about that. But at the time I was just like, he's an Aussie and he needs to run. And that's the only Mm -hmm. place 
that he could be off leash because New York, like they just there aren't like off leash hikes we could do or right or walks or whatever. But the thing I feel stupidest about is I just remember I I must have reached out to a neighbor about you know he just he got along with our neighbor's dogs. He had like five dogs, and Jesse mm-hmm. got along with all of them fine. But it was just very loud every time. They all just pretty much barked and went crazy the whole time they hung out. And I just remember being like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like if he just, that's his personality. Like people aren't going to like that. And so he had reached out to a dog trainer friend of his who came to our house and like met us and basically like talked to us about e-collars. And I just remember being like, get out of my house with that. He's like two months old. Like, what are you even talking? He might've been older than that, but I just remember being like mortified that someone, you know, in my head, it was a shock collar. And, Mm -hmm. and I was like, (laughs) I remember being like the only way I would ever use one of those is if he bit someone, which like karma got me really good there. (laughs) So Yeah. So I just felt so stupid looking back because I'm like, imagine I would have just like listened to that trainer when he was a few months old and like just started training him then instead of waiting until he already bit bit people like it was. Yeah. So I feel stupid about that. Well, (laughs) I just thought I could do it. That's for sure. We did much better with Tanner. Right. Well, yeah, like hindsight is 2020. And like, also, I feel like sometimes the way that somebody presents an e-collar to you can like really play like a big role in your mindset about it. That I think that's what it was. And that's why it was different when the second trainer that Mm -hmm. introduced one to us, because we did weeks of training before she even brought up an e-collar. And that's why I was like, well, now, you know, we had gotten to a point where yes, we could get him to obey commands and, you know, let people in the house. And I had ways of managing things with Mm -hmm. the crate and whatever. But like, I still was like, I will never feel comfortable letting him interact with another dog, though. Because like, I have no way of stopping it if he were to try to bite them. And so when then when she introduced the e-collar that way, like thinking, okay, I think we can socialize him safely this way, because we can stop it then Mm -hmm. if he were to do something. And that was kind of how we used it. Like he already he would listen right away. He never didn't listen to like a sit stay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He always he wanted to do every command. But there's no command for like, don't bite that dog. So so like just having a way to stop it like I could at least start to bring him around dogs again it would it was probably like a year he hadn't seen another dog like seen another dog I mean we pretty much completely avoided them maybe he like saw one on a walk and we turned around but like I didn't let him near another dog for almost a year so I mean to introduce that again was like, I don't think I could have done it without the e-collar. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I would have had no safety net to like, no, I could have stopped it if he were to do something. So, right. And I mean, it worked, but I also looking back, I'm like, I, and I think that's something I learned through friends from Instagram and stuff like that was, I feel like at that point we were kind of using it more as a punishment than like a communication. It was mm-hmm. like, if he bites that dog, he gets, a stim from the mm-hmm. collar 
which I more would have liked to communicate with him beforehand so that right. he didn't feel like he needed to do that. And I feel like that's why he's gotten so much better now is because I learned how to, we got a different e-collar that had a lot, you know, we started using the mini educator now, mm-hmm. which was definitely because of people from Instagram, like everybody has one. And I was right. like, okay, I'm going to try that. And it works so much better. Like it's a lot, I feel like it's a lot gentler than the one we had. That one only had like, it was like a sport dog one. I only had like mm-hmm. seven levels. So the difference between one and two was like huge. And right. this one has he doesn't like, levels, I think. Yes. Yeah. And we never, we rarely go above 10. I mean, which is essentially a one on the one that we had. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, all he needs is like a little reminder. And I feel like my timing is much better. We, I, we really don't use it much anymore because he just like, like he just knows the deal now. (laughs) Right. Well, over time, like your confidence has gotten better. Your mindset has gotten better. Like just your bond with him. And like you said, communication. So it's like, you know, he probably does trust you a lot more to take care of him and like guide him. I mean, the other day a dog tried to hump him. Like while I, luckily I was sitting right there and I saw like the motion the dog was ma- like, mm-hmm. you know, when they kind of like come up from behind and like turn their right. head toward them. And like, I could tell that's what the dog was about to do. And I put my hand like in the dog's face and just kind of moved him away. And I looked at his owner and was like, he's not going to like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, like, just kind of got him out of there. And in the past, like, there's no way it was a stranger's dog. Like there's right. no way he wouldn't have attacked that dog for doing that. Like he's scared of a dog just coming up to say hi. So one trying to hump him would have definitely set him off. And like, he just sat there and then just laid back down after the dog left. And I was like, Oh my God, like he trusts <laughs> me crazy. to take care of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like definitely the goal to get him yeah. to feel like he doesn't have to defend himself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Total 180 that you all have done. Total 180. Yeah. So not perfect, but <laughs> we're working on it. Oh, yes. So you kind of like mentioned a few different instances that like pretty much was what I would like think the last straw. But was there ever like a true like this is the last freaking straw? Um, yeah, I remember. So this was probably when we got the muzzle. Mm-hmm. I mean, the other incidents with uh, him biting people because there was only two where he actually drew blood and the rest were kind of like nips like more of like he would like as he was running and I felt like it was more of a hurting thing mm-hmm. he wasn't trying to attack the person but anyway the the true last straw when I start when I got the muzzle was we were camping with a girl who it was weird like a friend of a friend and we invited her to come camping with us and everybody else who was there he had known for a long time and was super comfortable with and I thought he would like her and then right as we got there she told me she was scared of dogs and I was like so I got nervous immediately right Yes. Cause she was, she was kind of like would tense up when he would come near her. And I was like, uh, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this. But at the time I felt really confident with the e-collar and that I'd be able to like read his body language and whatever. And like the first day or two, he was like laying on her lap in the car and like seemed to really like her, but she was still seeming a little funny, like nervous around her. Mm-hmm. And then we were sitting around the fire, like in the morning, making breakfast and whatever, we're camping. And um, and she was playing fetch with Tanner, 
Mm-hmm. And then she ran past Jesse and maybe she stepped on him a little as she ran by or something. And he popped up and just grabbed her leg. And I was like, I just, I was like, I thought I'd have to get rid of him. Like, I was like, what am I going to do? This was like a friend who he'd spent two days with and right. then bit her. So I was so confused. And to me, it felt like it came out of nowhere. But in reality, like, I would never today let somebody run around like that in front mm-hmm. of him or jump over him while he's laying on the ground. And like, I just know what would trigger him. Mm-hmm. And so now looking back, I'm like, okay, I see what, what was wrong there. And also just her generally being nervous and right. then me being nervous around her. Cause I knew she was nervous. So. Yeah. And then it turned out she wasn't a very good friend. So, <laughs> so I was like, maybe he just like picked up on something I didn't. So Jesse's like a magic eight ball he like shake him and like he'll tell you if if it's a good or a bad situation or a good or bad person legitimately that has been that has been our relationship has been the people he doesn't like are the people I definitely shouldn't anyway (laughs) like he's never bit somebody that I truly like and like like if he had bit Jackson I would have been like okay he's got a bad radar there yeah (laughs) like but like all the people that he has have been like like just bad energy like toward me and I'm probably acting a certain way around them right reading that and so it's like he was picking up on stuff that I wasn't necessarily realizing yeah so what's like what was has been like the timeline for the e-collar and then like the muzzle and then also like when did you get Tanner like what what's the timeline for all of that so we moved Jesse and I moved here when he was a year old and got the balance trainer who then a few weeks into the training, we started with the e-collar. So he was still, I don't know, maybe a year and a half at that point. And Tanner, we got after Jesse had completed, like he ended up doing a board and train with her. So he was staying at her house with other Mm -hmm. dogs there. And then we did all the follow-up sessions and whatever. It was months of training after that. And when he finished, I realized I started bringing him on hikes. And I realized, like, if a little dog would come up to him, he always wanted to play with it. He wasn't necessarily always into dogs his size or bigger. But if a dog smaller than him came up to him, he always wanted to play. And so I was like, all right, well, he has done a lot of work the last mm-hmm. few years. And he deserves a little brother then. Like, <laughs> And I told Jackson, like, I never wanted a little dog, but... I don't know if he would do well with a big dog in the house, like, but I know he would like a little dog. So we just decided on a Jack Russell. And then there was literally only one when we were searching all the rescue sites around Denver. And so I messaged them at like 10 o'clock at night being like, please let me meet this dog. I need him. He's the only Jack Russell and I need to meet him. And they messaged me back. And uh, I I was sending them pictures of Jesse on hikes and like telling them all the training we did with Jesse. And and, uh, they were like, actually, he's supposed to be going to this adoption event this weekend, but he was returned to us already three times. Oh my gosh. Because he was too hyper and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, but you have an Aussie. So you already know about all that and all this training. So do you want to come meet him like tomorrow? And so we were like, okay. And we just showed up and he was perfect. Like he lived in a house with kids and other other dogs. And so I was like, okay, so he obviously doesn't have any like aggression issues Mm -hmm. for children or dogs. And 
I really didn't want to go through that again. And so I was like, okay. And he was so quiet, like not like I pictured all little dogs are really yappy Yappy. and, and they're going to, they're all going to just like bite your ankles or whatever. And we walked in, I mean, we knocked on the door and he never barked and we walked in and sat down. He like hopped up on my lap and just like laid there. And the lady was just like, I will waive the application fee. You can just take him. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was like, okay, he's mine. Oh, and that's how Tanner came to be. (laughs) Yeah. And then we brought him home. And so obviously Jesse had his e-collar on when we brought Mm -hmm. Tanner into the house just in case, but I'm not kidding. We walked in the door, put him on the ground and they just started wrestling like immediately. And I was like, Oh, they're just friends already. Like, and he was perfect. And then it wasn't until probably, so he's six now. So when he was like four, so we had had Tanner for like a year already. That's when we introduced the muzzle. Okay. So it was after we already had Tanner that he bit that girl. And that was the last person he ever bit because then right. he started using the muzzle. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Like the timeline of everything then. So, mm-hmm. okay. Just like from your perspective and like your life, do you think the muzzle or the e-collar has been a more beneficial tool for you all? Oh, the muzzle for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think. I would have ever gotten to the point of the e-collar definitely helped in the way of allowing me to feel safe in a way of introducing, you know, having him around other dogs, but he always had a good recall. He always listened to every command I ever gave him. Like it was more just, he was so socially awkward and didn't know how to do introductions and whatever. And so the second I got the muzzle, all of a sudden it was like all the weight was off my chest. Cause I was like, I can, even if he tried to, he can't hurt this dog. So Mm -hmm. I can, I can just relax and try to act like a normal person and not be like tensed up and freaking out when he goes to say hi to a dog, which I'm sure he feels that and thinks something's wrong. And so the day, so the first time we tried it, Jackson and I were going, it was my 30th birthday and we were going on like a month long road trip Mm -hmm. and he bit that girl like a week before we were supposed to leave for this road trip. And so all of a sudden I'm like, what do we do? We're like staying with friends of his in California while we're on this road trip and want to do all these hikes and go places and Tanner could come everywhere, but what am I going to do with Jesse? I don't want to leave him behind. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I had had like a Baskerville muzzle just kind of, I think when his issue started, I had just bought one, but I never put it on him because any of the trainers we had were like all against them for some reason. Really? And so I was finally just like, you know what? I'm just going to bring it with us on the trip and just see if it worked. And so I did like, I went to like muzzleupproject.com and like mm-hmm. looked up their uh, how to introduce it. And we did right. it like kind of taught it like a command and with the peanut butter and the whole nine yards. And it maybe took us like a week or two before I got him outside with it. And I just remember our very first walk, I felt no, like I wasn't scared anymore. Like I was like, even if, you know, nobody's going to try to let their dog in his face while he's wearing it. Nobody's going to try to pet him while he's wearing it. And also if he even tried to bite someone, he couldn't. Mm -hmm. So I just, I relaxed and then it totally rubbed off on him because he would just, he was like so much, he was friendlier. Like he was honestly like, I think I was relaxed. So he assumed people were safe and he would just go up to them and want to like say hi. And he never wanted to do that before. (laughs) So I'm sure it was just me being so anxious about him meeting anyone that was making him do that. And the muzzle just made it. So I was just like, 
you go do your thing. I'm going to sit back here and like watch. It wasn't yeah. not truly like that, but you know I what know. I mean? Like yeah. I was trying to act cool about it, but that actually made it so I wasn't pretending because I was like, what's the worst that could happen? He tries to bite them and he doesn't. And then we obviously know he doesn't like that dog. So mm-hmm. that was kind of it. And, but he, after that, I think he's only tried to even nip another dog like twice. And it was a dog that was being really inappropriate to him. Right. Like it was a, it was like a correction more mm-hmm. than anything. But since we started using it, he's never even tried to bite another dog, which is crazy. That's amazing. So you kind of like, your mindset going into it was just like already confident, calm as a cucumber or cool as yeah. a cucumber. Yeah. Um, and cucumbers are really calm. Right. <laughs> right. Cool as a cucumber, super calm. But like, did you ever feel like embarrassed or anything about it? Like with him wearing a muzzle, like, did you ever have like any, like even like slightly negative thoughts about it? Honestly, no. And I know that sounds crazy, but I was way more embarrassed about him biting people. So I was like, the muzzle was way less. Like he also stopped being so vocal when I put it on him. Mm -hmm. Like I think when I was nervous, he was barking constantly to try to get people and dogs to go away from me. Right. So when I was calm, he was quiet and just acted like a normal dog to the point where people would be like why is he wearing that he seems fine and I was like you don't know what that means to me for you to think he doesn't (laughs) need to wear it because like he before that it was very obvious he needed Mm -hmm. it um but yeah I just remember that first trip we went to go stay with Jackson's friend and they had a dog at their apartment and they were like they were like no no let's just like you just come inside like we'll be fine we took him for a quick walk and Jesse was totally fine. And we came inside and he was like laying on his back, asking for scratches from Jackson's friends. And then just like sleeping right next to this other dog that was at least his size, if not bigger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, there, there's no embarrassment I could feel when he's just like acting like a normal dog, right? Or just sleeping next to another dog in someone's house, not making a scene. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and like I, during I that- couldn't yeah go ahead during that time like did he have his muzzle on like while he was in the house and everything and like Mm -hmm. okay so like he he had his muzzle on like while he was in the house and just on his back asking for scratches yeah (laughs) yeah which obviously sounded it like seemed insane to Jackson's friends who were just like (laughs) like this dog seems really friendly and nice like why do you have a muzzle on him and I explained it and I just remember the first comment I ever got about the muzzle was Jackson's friends telling me how responsible they thought it was like they were like we have friends with a like an Aussie mixed dog who like they just kind of when he bite like nips people there he's just kind of like whatever like he doesn't care and like still brings him around and he still does it and he was like that's so responsible and I was just like what what is there to be embarrassed about then right being responsible and like honestly and I, I I feel like because he's very cute mm-hmm. like he's a very attractive dog I feel like it, there's an unfair advantage there because people still want to pet him when he's wearing a muzzle right. nobody's scared of him like like we don't we go on hikes and people are just like that's so nice of you to like that you could still bring him on a hike like I remember going like on a hike in Boulder this lady was like hiking with her kids and she was like that is, I wish everybody muzzled their dogs on hikes because I normally don't bring my kids because I'm scared of people's dogs on hikes. Right. And like, she just thought it was so responsible. And I was like, 
I felt like, you know, like I was doing something good. Yeah. Like you've literally never gotten any backlash, which has been honestly, probably like the best thing that could have happened to you, to you all after like your journey thus far. Um, just because like, I just know so many people, you know, just, especially on Instagram of like, Mm -hmm. why do you muzzle your dog or like, you know, just all the bad things basically. (laughs) I've gotten questions that might feel offensive, but I mm-hmm. honestly feel like people are asking it from a place of like genuine, like they just don't know. Right. You know what I mean? And they're not trying to be mean, but they just don't know. Like, I, I think the only one that really bothered me was somebody being like, well, like what if a dog attacked him and then he can't defend himself? Like, like, isn't it mean that he's wearing this muzzle and he can't defend himself? And I'm just like, well, he's really the risk of attacking. Like he's the one at risk of doing the attacking. And so I'm not going to like go out there in the world and risk mm-hmm. him doing that because there's like a 1% chance somebody else's dog might do it to him. And so, and also I just know that it would be much harder to separate a fight where there's dog right. teeth involved. Let, yeah, it'd be much easier to get a dog off of him than to get them separated with their teeth are in each other's mouths, you know? Right. And so I'm just like, no, like a dog fight, like that sucks. And we'd have to break it up, but I don't think it would be somehow like, I don't think he'd just get murdered one day by another dog because he's wearing a muzzle. Like, I don't, I don't let that happen. Like I don't mm-hmm. let dogs just run up to him and do that. So, right. And, and we'd separate them. That's what would have to happen. And mm-hmm. it would be much easier because his teeth wouldn't be on. Yep. That is exactly true. Yeah. <laughs> Which obviously I don't want people to think I'm not protecting him. So, you know, there's a little sense mm-hmm. of like feeling offended by the question, but I was thinking of it from their point of view. I think that's a valid question. Yeah. Because he defend himself. You covered his mouth. Like, well, so yeah, for it. sure. And like, especially if, you know, they don't know if they don't see the behind the scenes of what you all do, mm-hmm. right? Like if they don't know all the training that you go through and it was just like somebody random mm-hmm. for the first time saw you guys. I, I think it is like a valid question, but I really like sure. how you, you know, thought about it and like responded yeah. because I think that's like what it actually takes to educate somebody. I feel like the reason that I'm able to take that stance on it is because I felt the way they felt about all of these tools before right. I needed them. And so it was so obvious to me why they were asking that because I thought e-collars were abusive and I thought muzzles meant you weren't training your dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I thought all of those things about those things. And then karma just always taught me that, that I was wrong. And so I'm like, okay, you're where I was five years ago. And like, let me explain it to you in the way that made me understand it. And mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like nothing upsets me about people judging me for something like a way that I'm trying to train my dog because I genuinely think people are coming from a place of like maybe trying to understand some people aren't very good at right but you know I honestly think they they think they're doing the best for the dog like oh for sure which like I'm doing the best for my dog but right well I would love to tell you why doing the best for your dog is like all you want to do, right? I never yeah. had like a problem with the e-collar because I think I think it's because like I just know so many people around where I live that hunt and they use oh um, that makes sense. They use like different kinds of collars on their dog. And so mm-hmm. 
they're like way different from the mini educator, which is what we use. And I think yeah. it's more like the one that you said that Jesse was on at it, first. It that was. only the had one like I used the was seven levels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they use those which have like a lot higher of a stem mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so the e-collar that we have, the mini educator is a lot different in that sense yeah. because it's like such a lower stem, like a lower threshold or whatever. Um, but I just, whenever I saw the e-collar, like the mini educator, I just like immediately popped on. Like I had no questions whenever yeah. a trainer said something to me about it because I just was like, Layla's yeah. a bitch. She's an asshole. Yeah. She's a pushy dog. <laughs> like, I need a different way to communicate. I'm right. not like a very, um, it made sense why I needed it with him because I'm not a very assertive person. Oh yeah. Me neither. Like, so this was my only way of communicating with him in a way that he would listen because mm-hmm. it would be either like crying over it or like, I don't know, like yelling or crying or like when he wouldn't listen, I was just so frustrated. I didn't know how to get him to listen to me. And I didn't, and I would see him with other people, like even, even with like Jackson, he's always listened to Jackson and So it was so obvious to me that it was something, it was me. It was the way Mm -hmm. I was, it was our relationship that was messed up. It wasn't him necessarily alone. I think he obviously has issues, but I don't think, I think with another owner, he may have had a different experience. Like if Mm -hmm. he had been with someone who knew how to train Australian shepherds, like he may have had a different experience, but I was just like, Oh, just let him do whatever he wants. And and he'll just be fine because I'm not abusing him. So he's right. going to turn out to be cute and adorable. Like, yeah. <laughs> His cuteness <laughs> was like getting him by. <laughs> it definitely was. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I like, I just remember Layla listening to Bobby and me being like, why the heck will she not listen to me? Why yes. won't she listen to me? Like just anything. Like, why won't she listen to me? And I remember I was just crying all the time super frustrated mm-hmm. like I was like this dog won't listen to me like she won't do anything <laughs> like yes. and um then like she started having like the crate aggression and that just like tore me up I was like yeah. tore up about it um because yeah she was just like getting aggressive and you're like I can't believe my like cute dog is getting aggressive about something like that. Um, and so that was, yeah, I know like exactly what you mean. Like her cuteness was like riding by, like she was, yeah, yeah, she was definitely getting by with that. But I just remember being like, like, this isn't going to last if we don't take, Mm -hmm. like, if we don't hold ourselves accountable for all of this and like figure it out. Exactly. Yeah, no, that makes so much sense. I just remember like, Jackson to this day has never had Jesse be aggressive towards someone in front of him, even before we got deep into the training. And I honestly think it's just because he is such a calm person. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know if he's ever felt anxiety in his <laughs> life. He is just so calm all the time. And so I think Jesse just is like, okay, he's going to handle mm-hmm. well, Like he's handling it and I don't need to. And that blows my mind. And then that was when I realized, like, seeing him with Jesse, like, I remember one time, like, we, he invited some friends of his over to the house, Jackson invited some friends over. And 
I was very nervous about one of them because I had never met him before. And Jesse was like kind of growling and like standing in front of me, seeming like he was trying to guard me and whatever. And so I brought him back inside and I was like, never mind. Like, I'm just going to put him inside. And like the next day I came home from work and that same person was hanging out with Jesse laying on his lap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jackson was there and Jackson just didn't even know. I never had communicated to him that I thought Jesse was uncomfortable around this person. Right. And and so I was just like, wait, he was fine with him. Like he was growling at him yesterday. And he was like, yeah, he just walked right in and was being friendly right away. And then they sat on the couch and he laid down next to him. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm sure it was just because none of them were worried about it. And Jackson just totally trusts him. Like, but I mean, he doesn't have the history with him that I do, but. Yeah, but like he knows, you know, he knows that it could happen. Like it's a potential. But in his head, it won't. Like he is convinced it won't. And in mine, it was always like, there's definitely a possibility no matter Mm -hmm. what, even if he's gone 10 years without it. I still believe there's a chance, which I'm sure there is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think 10 years from now I'll be like, oh, he's fine. I'll just never manage him anymore. I just think like once he's learned that that works, there is a chance he could do it again. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why I never fully like think I'll get to the point Jackson that of just a hundred percent trusting him. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. And I feel like I'm that too about some things. Like I'm just really uptight about how we just like do things with Layla sometimes, like from a management perspective. And I've talked to like a lot of other trainers, especially or not a lot of other trainers, a lot of other owners, um, mm-hmm. you know, like through this podcast and then just like on Instagram and, and various ways. And if they have a partner, they're always, you know, like my partner is so chill, like they're really good and it's always like the girls are just like I like I don't know if I'll ever get to that level of chill like what my partner is <laughs> and it's I've just gotten like to like funny to like, level of it. right and it's just like funny to hear like mm-hmm. how how we're <laughs> oh, all like uh, this <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it's very common apparently yeah very so. very common so okay like yeah. speaking of this a little bit has there been anything that you do to like mentally handle or mentally prepare for Jesse's anxiety or Jesse's like reactivity and like anxiety and fearfulness, like around dogs and people. And just like, how do you take care of yourself during this time? I think the biggest thing was me getting mental health help for myself. Mm -hmm. I think that was the biggest thing because I finally realized after I met Jackson to see him act so differently with Jackson than he does with me. I was like, it is me being so anxious. That's causing him to act like that, like around me in particular. And so I was like, if I don't get this under control, I can't help him. Like Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't try to tell him that things are fine if I'm clearly acting like they're not. And so I finally like started going to therapy and got on medication and I was always like against medication and then it ended up working really well very quickly for me Mm -hmm. and um and I saw like a very quick change in Jesse when I was so much more relaxed and so I and I think because we've had so many good days I feel okay to sit days out now and that has helped a lot because before I felt like we're not where I want us to be and so I'm gonna force myself to go 
do a hike or go to a training or do something because we need to get to this point. And like, even if I'm feeling terrible today, like mentally, we're just going to go out and do it anyway for him, not realizing that he did not want that. He would definitely rather be at home than with me having a panic attack out in the middle of a group of dogs. Like, right. like there's no way he wanted that. <laughs> so, so I think just me being able to say, I'm not feeling myself today. I'm PMSing or I'm just not feeling good today. And we're just going to sit on the couch and watch TV today. Mm-hmm. I feel like that helped a lot just to learn to say no to things. Cause I mean, it started because of him because I have to say no to things sometimes because of him and less now, but like a lot of times those aren't things I really want to do anyway. So I just learned that it's okay to say no. Like once I'm such a people pleaser and I've gotten so much better at it because of him, because I feel like I had to say no. And then I realized it wasn't the end of the world and nobody was going to be mad at me if I couldn't mm-hmm. come to some party or do something. And then I was like, Oh, and I felt much better staying home and, you know, just watching TV or taking a bath or something. So I was like, I'm going to do that more often. <laughs> right. So Jesse like pushed you to go to therapy. That's what I like to hear. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. It was because of him. Cause I was like, you know, I would love to try to blame my anxiety on him, but it wasn't, I was already like that mm-hmm. <laughs> beforehand. So I was like, I gotta get this under control or someone's going to take this dog away from me. So I went to therapy and it worked. <laughs> so I feel the same way. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I definitely like was trying to, you know, like self-medicate and like, you know, do things to like soothe my anxiety and my depression and stuff like on my own. Like it only got me so far, you know, until like I got the professional help that I needed. Yeah. And I think because I'm a nurse, I thought even more so that I could take care of it myself. I was just going to research it myself and fix it myself. And it was not like I was like no I would love to blame it on my ex-boyfriend or this or or Jesse or where I'm living or my job or whatever and it wasn't it didn't change no matter what things in my life changed like I still had that same level of anxiety and it's so different now like the medication helped a lot but I also think just me like feeling normal I don't know if that's the right word but like Mm -hmm. going into like my brain is resetting. Like I've gone into situations and maybe I took medication when we went into it to try to make sure I felt good when we did it. But now I'm not expecting something bad to happen the next time I go there. Like, right. Right. You know what I mean? Like if I were to go somewhere and have a panic attack while I was there, I'm expecting to then have one again when I go there again. And so now I feel good. You know, I went out and it, worked and nothing went wrong and we're all good and like that's what's happened with these group trainings and the pack hikes and whatever like at the beginning I would take like the my doctor had given me something for panic attacks and I was like okay I'm just gonna take it before I go to like a hike or a group training or meet a new dog and now I noticed slowly I just wasn't using it anymore because I wasn't nervous to go anymore because Mm -hmm. nothing bad had happened right Well, we'll just like wrap this up. I've enjoyed talking to you so much, even though we've had like (laughs) multiple technical difficulties. It's same, same, same. Sorry about all that. (laughs) You're fine. Okay. So last question. Um, So we talked a lot about like 
Jesse's reactivity, how you handled it. Like, I love that you are so open about like, how do you go to therapy and take medicine? Because <laughs> I'm like right there with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay. So last but not least, what does having a dog mom mentality mean to you? You know, it's funny as last night I asked Jackson that question. Cause I'm like, what do I say? And he was like, I think it means advocating for your dog. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, you're right. That's exactly what I would say. (laughs) And also I think the biggest thing is just because in the past I had been judgmental about certain things. I have just learned to have so much empathy. I've gotten so grounded about the whole like having a dog and I feel like a lot of it is just having empathy for not only just the way people train their dogs but just people in general like right all going through shit that like people don't see that's behind the scenes and I feel like just knowing what I've gone through and I know people don't know about it not everybody knows and so I just feel like I've become way more empathetic because mm-hmm. of that. Like there's no judgment about any way people, I mean, if it's not hurting, right. else. but yeah, I just feel like just no judgment about stuff. If you're have your best, you know, your dog's best interest at heart. Oh, for sure. I think like part of it too, I've, I've been like stewing on this for the past couple of days, like this whole thing of like empathy and like why people that, like train their dogs and like really, you know, take care of their dogs and take care of themselves, like why they have so much empathy, because I feel like that's like a pretty common, like answer, not common answer, but like, just like, like a common, like trait that people are receiving from like, you know, having a dog and everything Mm -hmm. and especially a reactive dog. And I feel like having empathy takes some sort of like emotional intelligence on your part to be like self-awareness of like what I've gone through. And then like, you know, just being able to be like, this is how I feel. So then you can like see, because you see that in yourself, like you are able to see that in others too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like definitely, and not that I wasn't an empathetic person before, but I definitely feel like this, like just opened my eyes to like, I felt strong maybe not super strongly but I felt this certain way about Mm -hmm. something and then I went through it and realized it worked and it changed my mind and now in the future I'm never gonna do that again I'm never gonna judge something before I've experienced what they've experienced to get to that point and I feel like that's so huge and that's why I've made so many good friends through like this dog Instagram community because we've all been through some sort of similar situation. And I feel like got a lot of empathy because of it, which is just a very nice trait in a person. (laughs) So I'm just automatically going to like that person to a certain extent because empathetic people are very nice. (laughs) Oh, they're amazing. Right. They're like the best. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much, Christina, for coming on. And having this chat with me. I loved it. So of course. Okay. So where can people find you on Instagram? You, Jesse and Tanner. Yes. It's at, it's, it's dot Jesse dot and dot Tanner. (laughs) Amazing. Follow. Lots of dots in between all the words. Yeah. Follow (laughs) cute Tanner picks at bars and (laughs) Jesse and his muzz and making friends. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye.
Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Dog Mom Mentality Podcast. My name is Caroline. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Dog Mom Mentality. And if you haven't already, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you are listening. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And if nothing else, I hope you get to play with your dog today.